if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few good reasons. First of all, it's free, so you really have nothing to lose. They have so many tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you can just be lying in your bed and record your podcast and they will also distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many, many more platforms. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And, uh, something I also realized during this quarantine is like literally there is no difference between an educational system mm -hmm. and brainwashing. If you really want to get to the definition of brainwashing, right? And so when you realize that, it's like, whoa, then that's when you question how, mm -hmm. how do I have all these degrees and I've got all these certificates and stuff saying like, I am smart, mm -hmm. but I feel like I don't know mm -hmm. things. And a lot of the time, the things that we don't know or are aware of, or not aware of, are so obvious. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. I just wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone who has been supporting us. Thank you so much for listening to all of these episodes, for coming back each week. I really appreciate your support and the love. And for those who are new, welcome. I hope that you will enjoy one of these conversations and that you will get inspired by something that we have discussed. For this week's episode, I had the pleasure of talking to someone who I really admire. His name is Kritikas. He is an artist and a thinker. And in this episode, we discussed many things, such as what our educational system and brainwashing have in common, how life has been like for him during these last few months, and so many other things. So I really love talking to him. I loved catching up and reconnecting with him. Um, and I hope that you will enjoy this conversation. So thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, see you next week for a new episode. Thank you so much. Have you been? Um, I've been good. Mm -hmm. I've um, yeah, like it's, <clears throat> it has been a while since I've seen you. I think. Like, yeah, last time I saw you was in the staircases of uh, Chapel. Was that the last time? Yeah. Oh my god, it's like another life. That's a long time ago. Wow. Okay. And that was when I told you, like, oh, I'm going to climb to my job. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. But you've done that, though. I did it. But that was like a year before I did it that I saw you, right? Mm-hmm. So, but how was that like? How was climbing one of the biggest mountains in the world like? It was really cool. It was like, um, it took me three years to actually, like, do it. Mm -hmm. From the moment I was like, I'm doing this or I will do this to actually doing it mm -hmm. and um but how do you prep for something like that oh just walk up the stairs a lot you know like you get, <laughs> what <laughs> like you've just been cl like climbing your stairs and yeah. then like if you have if I, I go to school in uh brussels what do you say and like uh -huh. it's like seven to i think eight floors mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, instead of taking the elevator, I just take. But the that stairs. really helps, or is it like a it placebo helps. effect that you th you're no. thinking that you're getting? I mean, you're I, think, doing I think you might think that you're doing something, but like at the end of the day, you make it a habit of just walking up all the time. Cool. And of course, I'll do exercises. I'll be running, mm -hmm. or like uh, I'll go to like a park and like do those things where you like jump onto a a bench 
you know, mm-hmm. and then jump up, jump onto a bench, mm-hmm. walk, walk that sort of stuff. Um, and I'd start running up hills and stuff. So yeah, I was doing that, but really, yeah, that's it. You just but like no gym, out. like no specific things to like keep no. in shape or anything. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just believe I could do it. Yeah, you know, it's just how it is. But um, yeah, it was hard. It was hard, of course. But I was literally like, I'm making it to the top, and mm-hmm. I can't not. I can't do this. Like you can't give up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of course. Like you're just like, no, I'm going back. <laughs> I can't do this. Yeah, and the thing that really motivated me was the amount of people that told me that I couldn't do it. You know, because it's always good like, to prove people wrong. Always, especially when it comes to things like that, yeah. like something big, and people are like, "Oh, that's not possible." And exactly. Like, yes, it is. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna do it. Cool. Wow. But that was last summer, right? Yeah. Or two summers. No, that can't be. That was be. last that summer. Was last summer. <laughs> okay. It feels so long ago. It feels like such a long... Yeah, it's like... A, <laughs> like yeah, it's like pre-everything. <laughs> yeah, it was like when life... Um, I hate to use normal to describe it, but mm. when everything was just, you know, going as it should. And yeah. that's crazy. Okay. Um, but it's always so nice to like bump into you because even though we don't see each other yeah. that much, but it's always nice. To, like when I see you, I'm always like, I don't know, like you always have that positive energy that you oh, bring to thanks. the table. Oh, we so always have this really memorable conversations for some reason. It's so weird. Really? I don't remember the first time I saw you. You don't remember that? Cause I, you do? That. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Was I weird? <laughs> Was that why? <laughs> oh my god. I think that's another <laughs> That's another conversation. Oh my god. I remember, yes, I remember that I like we said hi and then I talked about JoJo. <laughs> that was like oh, it was yeah. like the was first like, thing. Yeah, you're like, who the fuck is JoJo? <laughs> no, I knew JoJo, but I was like, who the fuck talks about JoJo? Yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, Yeah, I love Demi Zabato. And I was like, whoa, what? The last fan of Shogun. But that was like um that was like four years ago, right? Yeah. It, it was, was it was yeah, ago. it was a while ago. That, yeah, no, but what did you remember though? <laughs> now I'm curious. When I told you how old I was. Oh, I'm sorry. Reaction. I'm that sorry. Was... I I should have ha- hidden it better, but yes. I was just because you look so Listen, mature. Like, it's not even it's look, it's like it's not even how you look physically, it's just how you talk and everything. Oh. You just look very mature. So it I was guess. more compliment than it was to I don't know, make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I was gonna go ahead and say <laughs> I've I've told people how old I am and all my life mm-hmm. since I was a kid, every time I say my age, it's like, oh my god, what you're that that you mm-hmm. look so much older. All my life. But that is the weirdest reaction I've ever gotten to my age. <laughs> I said, yeah, I, I forgot what <laughs> oh I was back then. I said my age and you just stopped talking to me. No. Yeah, you just stopped and you're like, <laughs> what did I? What? And you turned to Ahmed and you guys started talking and I was like, okay, I guess. Oh my God, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> and I just walked away like, I guess I just, I guess that's it then. That was literally what happened. I'm never going to forget that. This is crazy. No way. Yeah, so. I had no idea. So yeah. the first time you met me, you, you thought I was a bitch, basically. No, I mean, I didn't know what to think. Because the reason I say I'm well remembers it, because I asked her afterwards, like, yo, like, what happened? Like, I said my age, she just stopped talking to me. I was like, fuck. And, okay, yeah. first of all, that was not my intention at all. I was, I think I, I needed to, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't even know why. I don't yeah. even know why. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. But do you, do you think it's a compliment when people think you're older than you are? I actually, um, <clears throat> I don't believe in age, like the number. It's weird. <laughs> I did not explain this properly, but we, if I tell you how old I am, mm-hmm. no matter how old I am, mm-hmm. you're going to have this idea of me because of that yeah. number. Mm-hmm. Whereas people that are my age are completely different. Like anybody else, whatever age is different, different stages of their lives. You know, you could be with somebody that's uh, 30-something and they'll still be childish. Yeah, you know, for sure. Like, you know, and then mm-hmm. you with someone that's like 22 and they'll be like really mature. And I yeah, I just don't think... Uh, I like that idea. That Like if someone will ask me my age, I will use that as an... Not an excuse, but I think that's a great way to think about age. Yeah. Indeed. Because also when people ask me how old I am, 
um, I'm like, oh, <laughs> not because I'm ashamed, but because um, people label you in a way. It's like, exactly. oh, you're 28 and you don't have a family. What You know what I mean? Like people mm-hmm. think that you should do or be something or someone at a yeah. certain age when it's not really how life works. So exactly. because, yeah, no, I completely understand. So you don't really think about no. that at all. Okay. Sometimes I forget how old I am. Until someone asks me how old I am. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like some idiot like me. No, but I mean, you do seem very mature. And I think that's a good thing that yeah. you... Um, because I also feel like you, uh, in contrast to other guys that I've met personally in my life, you seem like a very emotional person and someone who really thinks, you know, whereas other guys who I've met um, are more like maybe ashamed to talk about that or don't really think about um, their feelings and but I feel like you're different in that way correct correct me if I'm wrong but that's just a vibe that I get from you I feel like that's as well and I have a hard time like making guy friends because of that because mm. it's a guy I think it's a guy thing sometimes girl thing depends yeah. I feel like girls are more in tune or more able to talk about mm-hmm. that stuff or be in tune with that stuff mm-hmm. yeah I really have a hard time making friends with guys because they have that blockage and you can't get into real conversations with them sometimes you know right, that's crazy yeah, yeah no I get that and do you think because it's um, it's being discouraged when you're a guy in this society to talk about your feelings or just to be open or to show another side of you that may not be like all tough or yeah. manly you know how we kind of label guys yeah i think it's i think it's it's a part of that but also like guys just like being in power mm. and they think that if you're in power uh, or to be in power you should show emotion or you shouldn't like mm-hmm. open yourself up in a certain sense but I think that doing that, you own up to it, and it's that is powerful in itself. Right? No, I think so too. I feel like that's the most powerful thing to do is to own your emotions and own yourself and who you are. You know, instead yeah. of like hiding it and kind of showing this manly side of yours that isn't really you. Because I know guys who act tough because mm-hmm. they think that they should, but they're so insecure, and that's oh, I that's like the biggest turnoff for me. <laughs> yeah. It's- it's- it's a red flag. It's crazy. But so you you have more like girl friends. <laughs> yeah. Female friends mm-hmm. than, than male friends. Yeah. Because of that reason. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I feel like girls are mostly real. It depends. You know, sometimes I've had to like cut off friends that are girls because they mm-hmm. they, they like not want to be friends with more mm-hmm. female friends. It's not, you know, the vibe, I guess. But a lot of the time, guys that I, uh, I've met or frequent with, mm-hmm. they just yeah, you you feel it. You can't you can't not feel that tension or that thing where they like hide yeah. something that's real as um, emotional, just like their story or mm-hmm. this. Um, I think this the word is calculated. Mm-hmm. You know, like people that are that are really. I don't know, they want to be power, I guess, or whatever, are really calculated. And I see that a lot in guys. And I, or even girls, just, I don't like being around people that are calculated because it's like, you're not being real. No, right? it's true. And and you feel that immediately. Yeah. Because I feel like our intuition, like the vibe that people put out, mm-hmm. that's what I personally trust. Even though someone can be super nice and um, want to do stuff for you, mm-hmm. but you, like the feeling is not right, then I always believe that. Because I've learned you know, the hard way. And now I'm always like, okay, if I don't feel like you're a good person, not even a good person, but like your intentions are not good, then I'm just gonna, you know, take distance and no, but that's very, no, I completely agree. But do you, like, because you have so many female friends and then I'm going to stop talking about this, but I just wonder, I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering, um, do, do you have like issues with that, some of those girls may want more and then you have to like end the friendship or um yeah but it's like weird like my friend my friendship dynamic is just mm-hmm. really weird mm-hmm. um i don't text or talk to my friends as much i'm kind of a bad friend <laughs> no but i think you're more like a loner in a way or maybe you just enjoy being by yourself i very much enjoy being by myself but I'm 
of like that as well. <laughs> because I have friends who I haven't talked to in a long time. And then they're like, are we still friends? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just busy <laughs> with myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, just like busy with things. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain. But I do get that. Yeah, like I understand. Everybody's got a story. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got history. Everybody's got traumas. Everybody's got their own baggage. Mm -hmm. Whether it's relationships or friendships or whatever. Right? And sometimes it's just hard to, to like acknowledge that because you mm -hmm. have your language as well yeah of course you know? everyone and yeah so i just don't like it's not that i don't like it but it's, yeah i don't have time or energy for a lot mm -hmm. of those things so yeah but so, so to answer your questions like um when i notice that a girl is trying to pursue being more than a friend yeah you can see it like yeah. you talk to me more often or i don't know what like you just feel it you feel it yeah. you see it whereas um somebody that's just cool mm -hmm. You just feel it, and then it's just yeah. cool. It's like, okay, cool. The conversation's ended. I <laughs> see you. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, how have you been handling quarantine? Because I just want to get into that a little bit. Uh, because a lot of people that I know um, have had a really hard time being alone, especially during the lockdown. Mm -hmm. um, but for you, you know, if you just say that um, you like being by yourself, did you have a hard time or? Um, at first, I was really excited. When, when <laughs> You're like, lockdown! Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, I mean, um, I live alone with my brother, right? And I don't mm. know how you live with your family. Or no, you, I live alone. Yeah. You live alone yeah. as well. And, you know, to be in the settings where in the mundane life, mm -hmm. we're in that right race where we're going outside to get groceries, we go outside to do work, we go outside to meet people, mm -hmm. socialize, or concerts, blah, 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 whatever. And now they're like, okay, you're staying inside with yourself. And mm. It's illegal to go outside. So I was like excited, like, what, what's going to happen? That was how crazy, I, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was, how am I going to, I don't know myself enough. We don't, we, we did, I didn't have time to myself or with myself. Mm -hmm. I wasn't confronted with my own thoughts as much as I was this year. And uh, to know that that was going to happen, I was kind of excited. I was a little nervous. I was kind of excited. And it came out really well. I started asking, like, questions about life. I started questioning a lot of things. I started studying, like, ancient scripts started reading bible more oh wow yeah and yeah it's cool I, I have a different perspective on life and everything in general and i think the world has a different perspective on things in general we, we both we see like with the black lives matter protests we've never seen people people fight for the system as, no. fight against yeah. the system as much as we do you know even the elections people are more quote-unquote woke mm -hmm. with the elections going on in america because we realize that it's all bullshit it's yeah. all yeah it's all downhill yeah. it's yeah it's crazy but also that's how you grow you know if you mm -hmm. don't take time to yourself and um to take time to reflect on yourself your life your friends um and also just to learn more because we judge i feel like as a society um we judge people we judge situations whatever without even knowing what we're talking about yeah. because like i see that online all the time like people commenting on something about Black Lives Matter, for instance, and their definition of that is not what it is. And I'm like, you, like, you don't even know what that is all about. So they believe a different reality. Yeah. And I feel like if we take the time to learn and to um, just be educated. And I also had that actually just uh, started watching more documentaries and reading more. And uh, I just realized how much that I don't know. <laughs> And I'm like, good. oh my god! Like, what, like, how come did I go to school and you know graduated with a mm -hmm. degree, whatever? And I don't know most of the things yeah, in yeah. history and life, and like that makes me feel so dumb sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, I don't think you should call yourself dumb. I think it's good that you you realize what you don't know, how much you don't know. I don't think you actually fully know how much you don't know, but you realize that there's a lot of you that you don't. Know. Mm -hmm. And uh, something I also realized during this quarantine is like literally there is no difference between an educational system mm -hmm. and brainwashing. We are put in schools in different countries or different systems in different schools. We can we went you went to school in Belgium. Yes, I went to school in Belgium as well. Mm -hmm. We probably had different learning systems. Yeah, and just that idea itself makes you realize like why are we learning different things? And there's no difference between that and brainwashing. If you really want to get to the definition of brainwashing, right? And so when you realize that, it's like, whoa, that's when you question, how, mm -hmm. how do I have all these degrees and I've got all these 
certificates and stuff saying like I am smart, mm-hmm. but I feel like I don't know mm-hmm. things. And a lot of the time, the things that we don't know or aware of or not aware of are so obvious. Yeah, it's true. But also in school, you know? the things that we have learned in history, for instance, mm-hmm. is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like I've learned in school that Columbus has, you know, discovered America, blah, blah, blah. They don't tell us the truth of what really went down. And then, you know, yeah. we grow up thinking, having this idea of, of a white man coming into a continent, mm-hmm. uh, saving it or discovering it, like whatever, when it's not true. So what does that sound like? That is like brainwashing. Right? No, that's true. And also like in America, the way that they teach kids there is also different. So. Yeah. It depends on where you go and where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know different things. And then we kind of clash because we don't understand, because we don't know the truth about so many things. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's really the, the system that is broken and it's fucked up and it's it's so unfair. Yeah, I don't think the system is broken though. It's just really put, well put in place, but now we're aware that like, it's not benefiting us. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, but people, I mean, yeah. we also, it's broken, but like, it's benefiting a certain group of people and it's yeah. leaving out the rest of us. Yeah. Um, that's true. That's actually a better way to put it. And yeah. because they 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 know what they're doing, they are, you know, yeah, just benefiting themselves. Like um I remember John Stewart said, and it's one of my favorite quotes, he said, um, while white people were building equity black people were fighting for equality i think it was a quote it was like it was so well said and i was like that really puts it it's like white people have been taking and leaving everyone behind yeah on so many levels you know like school work educate like everything Mm -hmm. um and it's well thought out you know it's not as if as you said, it's broken. It's what they wanted. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a good system for them. And then in the end, they blame black people for stealing or uh, these other things, calling things ghetto, blah blah. Mm-hmm. But they don't realize that a lot of people don't realize that slavery ended not so long ago, mm-hmm. and it was literally illegal mm-hmm. to read as a slave. You couldn't read. Like if you learned how to read, you die because they'll kill you because. You're reading and it's not good. And, I didn't know that. you know, they, they enforced the Bible on, or religion, mm-hmm. or Christian religion especially, on, on slaves. Mm-hmm. However, slaves weren't allowed to pray or worship God mm-hmm. without a slave master present, which is crazy, you know. And yeah, I don't know, there's a lot of things that it's, it's been, yeah, like, I mean, if, if we go down that road, you can talk about that for ages. Wow. It's, it's so crazy and it saddens me so much that, um, we're still in it and it's still mm. like a battle that will probably go on for decades. It's yeah. not as if it's, you know, going to end tomorrow. But um, I would like to ask you, how do you find strength in the world? Because you said that you read the Bible. So mm. I assume that you you have faith and you believe in God. Is that where you also get your strength, strength from? Um, I was reading the Bible to like ask questions, actually. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's not because you are raised Catholic or... Oh, I was, I was raised in... I was brought up in a... In a in a Christian family. Okay. My, my mom is Catholic and my dad was a Seventh-day Adventist, which is a Protestant religion. Mm-hmm. So I'd go to different churches. My dad mm-hmm. would go to church on Saturday. Yeah. My mom would go to church on Sunday. And just seeing those different, like, dynamics or how they worship, I was like, whoa, this is different. Like, then I'll start asking questions. Okay. Why does the Catholic church have to eat stuff? <laughs> you know, I'd ask these type of questions. And they'll tell me, you can't ask questions. It's not good to ask questions. Why? Who says that? <laughs> you know, parents and just like the religion, you can't ask questions about God. So because you just have to accept how the religion is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like this? Okay. You know, like, wait, you can't ask yeah. questions. And um, yeah, but I, uh, yeah, so I started asking. The biggest question that I had was like, um, we always depict the fruit that Adam and Eve had in the, the Garden of Eden as mm-hmm. an apple, mm-hmm. but it doesn't say apple. In the Bible, mm. it just says it's the fruit of knowledge, and so I was just mm. wondering, like, what is that? Like, what was it? Was it was it weed? Was it um, psychedelics? <laughs> For real? Because <laughs> yeah, no, they were asking questions. They said, yeah, they said they opened, they, they had the fruit of knowledge, and they opened their eyes and saw mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what the snake told them. And we make the snake out to be the bad guy, which is, I guess, the devil and everything. But what it feels like 
yo, like, you guys need to see what's, what's going on right now. So eat that, you know? And I don't know, it's just weird when I think about it. It goes a little, I'm going to get a little deep into that. <laughs> I won't go too deep because I don't want to offend people, but I, I was really just like trying to figure that out. Um, but where I get strength is just um, realizing that everything is um, temporary mm-hmm. and uh, we all die. Yeah, that, that really is, it's so um, peaceful to think about the fact that everything is temporary. Like, there is an end to everything mm-hmm. and to good things and, and to bad things. Mm-hmm. And that is a really great thing. Like I always think when I go through something that is, you know, awful, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, this is temporary, you know, in a couple of months I will be better and then blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So go on. I'm sorry, but I think that's a great, like mindset to have is to think that everything because in our minds we we think if we're in a bad place we think this is our lives like this is how it's going to be forever and if you keep thinking that and you're stuck in that mindset you will probably be in that place forever but if you keep thinking and you keep uh searching and asking questions and um trying to better your life or your you know whatever it is then then you will see that everything is temporary. Like God always has a plan for us. Mm-hmm. You just have to seek it. That's what I believe. <laughs> yeah, you have to seek it. You have to like study your life. And I'm sure that if you look back, we were talking about how we met. If you look yeah. back at the times that we met and the moments that we met in life, mm-hmm. we might see that the times we met were for a reason, the conversations we had for a reason. Mm-hmm. The conversation we have right now is probably for a reason that's going to benefit us in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, everything has a reason, mm-hmm. nothing. You know, and... Um, yeah, that's just what I get my strength from. Like, I, like literally what Maria said is everything's gonna be alright, and that's where I get strength from. That's true. So let's talk a bit about your music. <laughs> I saw. Um, I went back and I listened to a couple of tracks. Um, and the last song that you dropped was in the summer. Um, yeah. No, no eco freestyle. I don't want to get this wrong. <laughs> Okay. Do you do you have like a, a message that you want to bring to the world with your music, or is it for you just an outlet? I have a message. And what is time. that? Is it like always the same? Is it, do you have like one big message that you want to deliver, or do you just? Yeah. Um, a lot of the time, I mean, I, I just record music. I don't like go into music and mm-hmm. think, okay, I'm gonna make bunch of songs about this mm-hmm. but when i get in the studio i'm always like i have to say this and a lot of the time i end up talking about that really <laughs> yeah. oh that's lovely <laughs> <laughs> but no ego freestyle. because you think about death i think a about lot. it a lot and i think yeah. that people need to think about it a lot mm-hmm. and just realize that you know that's what i say in no ego freestyle i say like um um that the highest teacher is more certain than your life. We just yeah. live and then we die. And that's mm-hmm. like, live and then we die. Mm-hmm. Once you pray the truth, you take it. I just talk. I mean, I say, <laughs> I say, I say, yeah, I say uh, yeah, we just live and then we die. Live and then we die. Mm-hmm. Once you pray the truth, once you see the truth, you take advantage of your life. Mm-hmm. So focus on your blessings and fuck the other side. Um, drink the water, see the truth, and stop living in denial. Mm-hmm. You know, just that's. Those are all great messages. Yeah. Because, you know, if you just look around you, a lot of people are living in, in denial. And we just... are. <laughs> um, a lot of the things that I hear when growing up, especially when it relates to the generation to the Bible, is like, yeah, don't lie or don't, don't like go against the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. and you'll live a long life. Mm-hmm. And we see like living a long life is a great thing, but... I mean, it's good. I'd like to live. (laughs) Yeah, but But if you're doing it good, like like if you have a long life, which is miserable, then, you know, what good does, you know, Mm -hmm. that's not worth living, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, I I would rather live 50 years and really have lived um, than, you know, be 100 and look back and be like, like, what did I do (laughs) in my life? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you... Reflect, and I always also reflect, even though I am still in my 20s, I always reflect and I'm like, okay, I didn't really live as much as I wanted this year. Uh, so now I really have to like, you know, be active and, and just try to make memories and make myself proud and make, you know, my friends and my family proud. 
um, because it's easy just to lay back and just let life happen to you, you know, because a lot of people think that's how life works. It's like, okay, I have a dream. I'm just going to wait. <laughs> yeah. It comes out. And then they'll like get a job and say, oh, I've got this dream that I want to like be a chef. Mm. But let me go to college and become a lawyer. And you know, when I become a lawyer, maybe one day I'll become a chef or maybe one day I'll start painting or whatever. Yeah. But that's going to go on for decades and then you're going to end up depressed and then you're going to be like, oh, man, mm. I had that dream, that, mm-hmm. you know? And then, like you said, you just, I don't, would you be proud of yourself, you know? I, I'm reading a book called um, Conversations About Death at the Dinner Table. Wow, who wrote that? <laughs> I forgot who wrote it. I just got it. and um, it's, That's uh, such a great title. It's a really cool title. Yeah. Right? There's a cool concept because he just invited a bunch of strangers that he knew, I guess, and whatever, to dinner. And they talk about death. Mm-hmm. And they ask like questions, like each chapter is a different question. And one of the questions is, um, what, what, what do you want to think on your deathbed? Or what do you want to you know, think of your life and look back on your deathbed? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, people want to look back on their life and feel like they lived a fulfilling life. Or, um, and there's another thing that I saw, I'm sorry, I'm just, a lot of things, uh, that I saw that uh, they said like the last thoughts of people when, they, when they're on the deathbed. Love, nobody says I wish I made more money yeah. nobody says I wish I worked more mm-hmm. you know they're like oh, I wish I spent more time with my family I wish I memories that's what it's about I think it's yeah. making memories exactly that's what you know stays with you mm-hmm. um, no that's true and what was the title again um, conversations about death conversations about death oh my god that should be a podcast that's so cool <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, so really crazy. that's so yeah. crazy but um, do you have any any um, or are you working on new music now, or do you have any plans? I've got plans releasing? to make a, a, a project, my next project. Uh, oh yeah, I wanted to say mm-hmm. the other thing I like to talk about in music yeah. is mental freedom. I really, mm. really try to push for mental freedom. On the ego, no ego freestyle. I also say uh, I'm from the east, and about people low beat, don't fret when me and my niggas pull up in a jeep, like the people them at ease. And I say fear and illusion. Fear mm-hmm. is an illusion mm-hmm. of what has been put into me. If we, mm-hmm. I, I, it's only, fear is only an illusion. It is, yeah. And we're only afraid of things that we've been taught to be afraid of. That's true. Right? And then I say, open your eyes, you will see. Um, better get rid of the message from the enemy. Because whoever is brainwashing us is that. No matter what, I don't know who they is, but they're doing it not for us. Um, and then I say, get set on your journey, be free. And I say, I just popped off like wasabi, blah, blah, blah. And I, the reason I say I popped off like wasabi, have you eaten wasabi? Yes. Right? You eat it and it's like, mm, this is nice. And it's like, oh shit. No, it's not <laughs> nice. It's more. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, but but it, like, it, it's, it's a slow burner. It's not like instantly it is, spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I was trying to say. Like, it sounds like a really good song. And you're but, like, oh, this is a nice song. But like, Wait a minute. You, you ate wasabi as in just... You ate wasabi? Yeah, you never seen the wasabi challenge? You remember? You don't know the wasabi challenge? No. No? Oh. I, I did the wasabi challenge, but... I saw wow, are you kidding me? Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm such like I just you know, take yeah, a little bit and then I'm like, it's spicy, it's spicy. Yeah. It's all in my head, but I oh my god, that's my biggest like it's a horror <laughs> scenario to eat wasabi. The burn, it comes from your ears, your eyes, your nose. It's like and you're it's hallucinating. So yeah. And it doesn't feel real. No, it's And like, it's so slow. Like, yeah. it doesn't just hit you. No, I, I have bad experiences with spicy foods and, oh, no, <laughs> sorry. Okay. But that's why I said that, because uh, if you listen to the song, it's like, oh, this is a nice song. It's cool. Yeah. But if you listen to the lyrics, oh, it's nice. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about stuff. Um, sorry, I keep going off your question. No, no, it's okay. Um, no, I asked you uh, if you're working on new music now. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to write a love story because um, love is interesting, and the love stories I see out there are kind of boring. So I want to write my own story. And it's it's a yeah. And like a song or like really an an album about love. Um. A story. Ah, oh, okay. So not music. So it, it okay, okay. I I started doing a lot of things during the quarantine. Mm-hmm. I started learning how to play the guitar. Mm-hmm. Started learning how to play the saxophone. But I'm just tinkering. Like I'm not actually. I'm not a master of those things yet. Okay, cool. But uh, one thing that I started doing was uh, learning screenwriting, like how to write movies. And I really like screenwriting. And cool. online, and um, and I was like, let me write a movie or a story mm-hmm. about a love story mm-hmm. 
and let me write a project mm-hmm. to be the soundtrack to this movie. I'm not going to make the movie. It might not be filmed, but it'll be a story. And then I'll be like, oh, it'll be cool if this song that I'm going to make right now in the studio was played at that part. Oh, my God. Wow. Right? And you really took your time. Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. Cool. And I don't know when it's going to be. I haven't started recording music yet or anything. <laughs> you have to take your time when you're working on something like that. Especially writing a screenplay. People work years on a good screenplay. So, yeah. But it's just enough to be working on it and just to spark, you know, um, something in you that is going to inspire you. And, you know, it's, uh, it's like a snowball effect. Exactly. Cool. Okay. I'm sorry because I'm like, he's at music. <laughs> I had no, no idea that you were writing. <laughs> It's cool. it's, I don't think people do this. Like, no. I'm so bored with music these days or albums because really? just, people just release music to be music, you know, and oh, this sounds good. Oh, he's rapping. Let's but it has never been easier, though, to make music. So I think because it's so, um, it's so easily done that people, you know, experiment more and, you know, you have all of these options, put music on SoundCloud, and which is great, you know, for yeah. artists who want to make a career, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, there's so much traffic. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of music coming out, and a lot of it is not um, substantial. Like it's mm-hmm. not substance. Yeah, it's good though. I, I can turn it to like WAP and like. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, but um, <laughs> if you look at great artists or legendary artists, they all had their story told. They all told their story. And you see it through their albums, right? Bob Marley, he he was singing about, you know, everything going on in Kingston. Mm-hmm. And and you see it in his life and you see it in his music. You see it through um, Andre 3000's music. You see it through, I'm trying to think of somebody else blanked out. Jay-Z, you see it through Jay-Z's music. You know, he was in the streets. Now he's talking about, like, he, was, he used to talk about Cristal. And then Cristal were like racist. They said something like that. was mm-hmm. not written. So it's like, went on to something else and then you see it in his album like, mm-hmm. okay, his first there. album it's it's my one of my favorite uh, hip-hop albums of all time it's yeah uh reasonable doubt right yeah it's oh my god can knock the hustle i oh my god i, <laughs> I love those songs yeah. in my opinion his best work and i'm not I'm, I'm, like i'm not even in like a jay-z fan or anything mm-hmm. um but his first album was like the best yeah it's really a classic yeah and yeah, he's on. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Kendrick Lamar is also a guy that I really look up to when it comes yeah. to albums. And, and he's so young. He's really young. But he I mean, I'm not going to talk about age, which is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> age doesn't matter. But I was surprised that he's so fucking young yeah. and just you know, like you, like he seems so um, mature and just so like, very intelligent. You know, he's yeah. just very. Yeah, and who else do you like or listen to? Um, I really like Brent Fires because mm-hmm. I relate to him. Brent, Brent Fires, you don't know? He's really cool. He's very underrated, though. But like, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he he dropped an album this year, I think, or an EP or something, and um, it's called Fuck the World. And then he talks about like different things about his life and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's he I relate to him in the sense that he does music because he wants to. Not like, oh, let me make paper and let me do this. It's just like, I'm living life. And then when I want to, I just record music. And you, you see it, he just like, he has something to say when he does it. Mm-hmm. You know, which is something I respect, which is what I have with Kendrick Kumar. Like you just said, he's mature because once you realize that, um, once you make music that becomes popular, mm-hmm. or that people listen to, um, it becomes part of that system, like we explained earlier, that could brainwash people, that people will, you know, everything you listen to, everything you digest, you digest mentally. You know, we always say, oh, a kid shouldn't listen to WAP or a kid shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, this is that, but there's no it limit. Us. Yeah, yeah, there's really... no limit age for that. No. We always digest things. Sorry. No, no, it, no, it's true. It's also like social media. Like I've discussed yeah. social media with probably every guest because everyone is so, <laughs> you know, um, and also like if, your feed is all about um, like one thing, for instance, if you admire, I don't know, like skinny people, I'm just saying, I'm sorry, I don't have like inspiration, then that's what you idolize and that's what you want to become. Mm-hmm. So it's what you end up believing. And 
you're exposed to it so often that it's like yeah it's what you digest every single day that's what i'm talking about so also so, like our like our friends family uh social media whatever like we check every single day that's what we like what shapes us mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's Literally. what yeah i guess it's that's what, what shapes us yeah. and when you're in the position of kendrick kumar where you're releasing music that's so popular that becomes so popular yeah you're mature enough which he's mature enough to yeah. realize that i've got a responsibility mm -hmm. and i have to make something that's good mm -hmm. for the person that's going to listen to this i need to make sure that they're going to get back from this a better person in mm -hmm. a sense and that's what i'm trying to do with my music so i, I don't release music often but like i want to make sure that everything is like okay this guy's yeah that, that you're proud of it yeah. yeah um but the social media thing is very real like you said and it's all i hate social media i'm just gonna put it out there <laughs> i hate it <laughs> Oh God. I don't know, like, what is your relationship with social media? Because everyone reacts differently. Man, my relationship is so toxic. It's so toxic. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, um, it's not like I, I, I look at people and be like, oh man, my life sucks because this uh -huh. person's life is good. But it's like, I just spend too much time on it and I should stop. And I try to, but it's hard mm -hmm. a lot of time. But I, I, I realize that a lot of the time, or not a lot of time generally it's all down to who you follow that's like you mm -hmm. said the skinny thing you, if you follow skinny people you're gonna be like this is yeah, what I think the world looks like and you see it a lot with the Black Lives Matter uh, issues that are going on um, you know you, if you follow a bunch of militant people you're gonna mm -hmm. be like that if mm -hmm. you follow a bunch of people that are for the body positive movement you're gonna think like that but then on the other side there are pages that post things like yeah Black Lives Don't Matter the white man is supreme, da da da, and they follow those pages. They don't follow the black lives matter yeah. pages, and so it's almost normal or natural for them to end up being like, "Oh yeah, black lives shouldn't matter." What are these guys talking about? You get me? Because mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I feel like the problem with social media is everyone has a voice now, and it's too loud and it's too crowded, um, and that makes it toxic. Because I feel like social media is not necessarily toxic if you use it well mm. um but it's what you see there <laughs> like oh my god I, like i get so angry the stupidity on social media <laughs> like i'm someone who like i check comments on like random posts and i like click, <laughs> click for it, and, and i'm like oh my god people are so undereducated and so uh, and that makes it toxic. Then, you know, like I get angry and I feel bad and then, you, you know, it's like a cycle. Comment. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like social media platforms really have to take a stance and just find a way to make it less toxic. And, you know, because it's not going anywhere. It's, I don't think they will. Yeah. yeah. Because it benefits them. Exactly. There we go yeah. again. <laughs> it's so I think it's up to us to just be like, no, okay, I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to use it. Mm -hmm. But also like. You can't brand yourself or you can't start a business or do anything. I mean, you can, but you can't be as successful as you may want to without social media. Yeah. So it's such an important tool. And that's where I struggle. It's like, yeah. I want to use it for good, but it's the, the, like the energy and everything around you that is not good. Like it really drains me. It's draining. I don't know. Yeah. It's addicting. It's, it's yeah, it it's is addicting. an addiction. I wrote um, my thesis about that, my second year thesis, mm. and I got 100%. No way. <laughs> and I wrote the thesis about um, social media and our relationship with social media, mm -hmm. especially during the lockdown, you know, and I don't think people really paid attention to how mental health degraded itself during the lockdown yeah. because you were living alone. Mm -hmm. Your only window to the outside world is through your phone and social media, so you're going to spend more time on it. Yeah, so, oh, like, even, yeah, also just through your phone, like, I would mm -hmm. FaceTime my mom. I haven't seen her for, like, two months almost. Yeah. That was the only way to connect. Yeah. Indeed, we're more on our phones than ever now. Yeah, especially during the lockdown. And now, I guess, it gets mm -hmm. even crazier. But, like, we don't know exactly what that does to us. Mm -hmm. Or we don't, I don't think we question it enough. We're not aware of the... Yeah, the side effects of social media. <laughs> yeah, we're not aware, period. I, f I really feel like we're just floating around, mm -hmm. just doing stuff because we're seeking the next dopamine hit. Mm -hmm. We're not aware 
period like no yeah it's true people, most people aren't aware of yeah. themselves of life of, yeah that's true yeah. i agree if you ask me like what i mean people things go viral every day <laughs> there's that guy that was skating and listening to fleetwood mac while drinking some juice mm -hmm. you saw that? and now he's got a car he's famous it went viral what well i haven't seen it i wasn't part of that yeah i mean <laughs> that's the most recent viral thing that i've seen and it's cool because i love it he's so positive he's a really positive dude and, and now he's getting benefits from that yeah blah. but last month there was something else yeah month there was something else. it's weird it's how it goes right yeah. it's like you can like your life can be changed in literally like overnight yeah just by something going viral. Yeah, and they go viral all the time. But yeah. And a lot of the time, uh, bad things go viral, which is why I'm happy about this positive guy going viral. Um, for example, we're not the reason we're not aware is mm. I don't think we're fully aware of the fact that with the George Floyd video, or just black lives black black video videos of police killing black people in general, but especially the George Floyd video, we literally saw somebody slowly die for eight minutes. That's traumatic. Like that's that, crazy, that shouldn't yeah. be something that we're exposed to at all. But that video went viral, and I don't think people are. Aware and because of, that. of social media, the protests started, and people yeah. started to wake up. And then, okay, racism exists. <laughs> so many people like who um, who didn't even believe in white privilege, and then you have to explain to them what white privilege means, and then like it takes so much of our energy to explain to white people. Yeah. What is going on? Like what the reality is of. I'm done explaining. <laughs> Me too. I, yeah, I'm like you have so many books, documentaries, <laughs> everything. Like social media pages who are so well updated and you know mm -hmm. like really where you can really find good um, information as well. Just scroll and you will you know learn yeah. so many things. So there's many ways to to educate yourself on it's not that racism. Cool. You know, um, a fish doesn't know it's in water. Mm. You know, if yeah. Like we don't know that we're walking around a bunch of molecules of air. We don't see them. We're just in them, mm -hmm. and they're in white privilege. They've just lived their life with this privilege that the powers that be gave them, or that the systems in place gave yeah. them. And they're not aware of it. I'm not aware of all the privileges I get as a man. Mm -hmm. All of them. I'm aware of a lot of them. I, I really like that you said that. <laughs> it's <laughs> the first true. time I heard that. Yeah, and uh, I think a lot of us can relate to the fact that, like, if, uh, a lot of us can relate to the fact that we might not be aware of um, things that handicap people. Mm. It's just a question of perspective. But also, we live in our own bubbles, and it's all about us. Exactly. <laughs> We're so narcissistic. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, yeah, we just don't really look at or have empathy, I think, with or enough empathy with people who, mm -hmm. you know, don't have it so well. Yeah. To bring it back to the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought the really, something I really was interested in was to hear the, or to find out the last words of Jesus before he died on the cross. And he said, he said, Lord, forgive them because they don't know any better. Mm -hmm. So he's about to die. He's getting killed by these people on the cross. Mm -hmm. And he says to God, forgive these people because they don't know any better. And we literally don't know any better. Like we, we just said with the bubbles, they were in the bubble. They were like, all of them were like, yo, Jesus, fuck Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope they don't. <laughs> I love Jesus. Hey, I like Jesus as well. He's, he's our prophet. <laughs> <laughs> but back then, the powers that were in place were like, yo, Jesus is the enemy. Yeah. Gotta get him. And, because um, they were brainwashed. They were brainwashed yeah. and they didn't know any better. And so Jesus was elevated to a perspective that was high enough to see like, these guys don't know any better. So it's not their fault. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to pardon racism and stuff, but at the same time. No, yeah. But it is our responsibility to seek information and knowledge. Mm. Because if you expect people to teach you things, you know, you can wait around forever. So it's we're old enough to yeah. uh, to seek it ourselves Literally. and people who don't want to want to live in denial you mm. know as like all the white people who like the Trump supporters and I mean those are people who are living in, in denial yeah. obviously especially now like you live <sighs> everything in your yeah. face so if, yeah, if you're doing it you're doing it on purpose yeah so yeah. I also want to talk about your childhood so you mm. weren't born in Belgium mm -hmm. 
Uh, you were born in uh, Tanzania? No, I was born in Zambia. In Zambia? Ah, okay, I'm sorry. But can you explain your experiences there to, and to how you ended up in Belgium? Um, I was born in Zambia and um, my dad was a diplomat. Mm-hmm. And in 2004, we moved, like, he got a job, he was elected here. We literally just talk about shit. <laughs> my dad was the first black man and the first African man to be elected as the director of tariff and trade at the World Customs Organization. Woo! Really? I didn't know that. Wow. And this is something I don't really talk about because like it sounds like... I love how country. proud you are. You're like smiling. I love that. It's huge. That's amazing. Yeah. I had no idea. I wow. know. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so I, a lot of people wouldn't know what exactly is that job entails, mm-hmm. but it's really important. It's like, it's, it's really important. So, but explain to people who, who want to know. Okay, so um, what do you call that? The, okay, I'm pointing at a... Printer? It's a printer, but it scans, mm-hmm. and it can photocopy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you call it? To sell a device? Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> what is it called? It's an invention, I don't know. See, there's all these titles, right? And that's ah, okay. that's something that the World Organization, World Customs Organization, would have mm-hmm. a problem with because different countries would call them different things, which means that they could put different prices on them, and they could tax them more or less, right? And so my dad's job was to to decide. He was the decider mm-hmm. of what we call these things, and that what the world has. To no call way. And so now it's called a three-way scanner, thanks to my dad. Yeah, and there's so many other things like the. The, what's this? The thing, the, the two wheels that you lean forward and back. I forgot what it's called. Segway. Yeah. Is that a bike or a motorbike? It's got two wheels, but mm-hmm. it's a motor, you know? And so I don't know if they decided on that. Okay, But that's cool. something that they also like, you know, so many other things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lot. Amazing. It's a, that's a serious job. Because, for example, with the three-way scanner, probably Koreans, North Korean or South Koreans were like, we need to keep it called a printer because we sell it more as a printer. And then Americans be like, no, we need to be a scanner because we sell it more as a scanner. And so they'll bribe my dad. Like, yo, let me, oh, shit, I don't know what I can say this. <laughs> but like, yo, people would be like, yo, make sure that it's called, and they'll like offer it millions. But he was really like a loyal guy, I guess. So he'd like, no, no, no. But he, he didn't accept any bribes. But it's really a important job. Wow. And he was the first ever African person with black man to. That's amazing. I had no idea. Cool. But so how did you end up in... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) In a nutshell. How did you end up in Belgium? Did your father come here to... That's the the World Constitution Organization is Brussels. Oh, it was in Brussels. Okay. So he was elected. Ah, okay, okay, okay. It was in Brussels. So that's what I came But was that a shock for you to come to Belgium? Um, I was eight. So I don't really... I mean, it wasn't really a shock. It was like interesting. It was cool. Was, <laughs> I, saw, I saw snow, you know, and I, uh, I I saw like I don't know. It was just different. Um, but that's crazy because you know Africa and, and Belgium. Even if I just go to Morocco and I come back and I'm like, okay, this is a new like it's it feels different. Everything is yeah. so different. So, but how did you adjust as a child to because you really had a childhood. Yeah. In Africa, it's not that you were, you know, one years old and you came here. Yeah, I mean, Zambia is pretty developed as a country, especially as an African country. And I've traveled a lot as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So I'd be like, oh, it's just another country. But this country has snow. This country has mm-hmm. this and that. You know, and it was just like that. I didn't really, I wasn't really shocked. I guess I was shocked at the fact that there were so many white people. So I was like, oh, there's a lot of white people here. Well, you haven't been in Sweden yet. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> but yeah, this that and um yeah. And then I guess I grew up here, so I grew up, mm-hmm. you know, like a fish that doesn't know he's in water. I just grew up around different things where like it's normal to see French signs and Dutch signs. But my parents would always make us go back to Tanzania or Zambia every year, mm-hmm. every summer. So we like knew where home was. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's important because now I know this is not fully my home. I know where my home is and everything. Yeah. Would you ever go back to... To live there? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe one day, you know, if you want to have a family. If you want to have a family, but if you want to, you know... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, um, I'd like to. But I don't know. It depends where my life takes me, really. Um, mm-hmm. I used to be like, yeah, I want to go back. I want to go back. 
Chris. Yeah. But yeah, it depends. Um, and the beginning of Lama Chaga, my grandma says, um, you can be born in Tanzania, but you might not live in Tanzania. And only God knows. That's true. Literally. We all have a journey, but we don't know where it ends. Yeah. We plan, but God has a bigger plan or plans harder. I don't know what the, <laughs> what, what the quote is. I'm so bad at quoting or whatever. But that's true. That's like you think that you're going to end up somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if God has a different plan for you, then you may not. It's like Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he, he was also born, like he was born really poor and in Africa, South Africa, um, with no connections to the U.S. or anything, and then now he's like you know one of the biggest hosts on American television. It's crazy, yeah. yeah. When we met, she told me how much she loved Trevor Noah. I and still do. That hasn't changed. Yeah, I'm still obsessed. Really and I was like, Whoa, I have it. seen him two times. Oh my god! <laughs> you're the first person that's not black or African that told me how much you love Trevor Noah. I was like, really? That's random. And I love Trevor Noah. Because, like, I saw him as a Zambian, we saw him when he, before he blew up. No! You know, oh like, my god, that's so cool. And, like, we saw him blow up, and so when he blew up, it's like, oh, you know, he made it. But, um, yeah, it was just random. And now I read his book, mm-hmm. and I completely get it. And they were going to make a movie. They're going to make a movie. And I'm trying to get in. I want to work on the movie. <laughs> uh, he, is, he is incredible. He is so intelligent. Wow. He's so well spoken. He is yeah. so diplomatic. And every, I, I don't know, like, I really don't have any bad things to say about him. Because also, mm-hmm. like, on, on his show, a lot of people criticize him because he, he talks to Republicans and people who don't agree with him. But he's like, that's the point. Like, that's why I have a show to have people on who don't share my views mm-hmm. so I can understand them and see what they're thinking. It's not all about, like, it's not an opinion channel. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, it's, but also, like, it's so crazy. I feel like his show is more neutral in a way mm-hmm. than CNN or Fox News in the US. It's yeah. like, if you watch Fox News, it's a different reality. And if you watch CNN or like MSNBC, like mm-hmm. the left wing, um, it's also like a different reality. And I only re- like watch Trevor Noah because I know that he he digests, I think, the news the different and he also delivers it in a, in a different way. So, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy for someone who does comedy. I mean... The Daily Show is a comedy show, so it's yeah. crazy that you know. But I think the comedy fun. is is in it depends what type of comedy. But those mm-hmm. are the people that are most aware of everything, and they just manage to make it funny. Look, the best comedians are the smart ones. Yeah. Dave Chappelle, Trevor Noah, um, Chelsea Handler. Now she used to be not so smart because she wasn't aware, <laughs> but now she's more woke, yeah. and her comedy is better. Like her, like her content is is way better. Uh, Chris Rock. I named all of my favorites, like three or four. I don't know, but their jokes are also all about you know society and racism, and um, they really have a lot of punchlines. Some people don't understand what they're saying, and mm-hmm. I like that, like the smart comedy Literally. side of it. And so I think that's it makes sense that it's committed comedians <clears throat> doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. No, it's true. And that's why a lot of them end up depressive. Because they're so aware of everything, it's like, oh shit, this world really sucks. And then they end up depressing, but they they're able to make the mm-hmm. jokes on stage because they see it. Yeah. You know, and the reason it's funny, um, you know how you know why things are funny, right? Like the psychological reason people people laugh at things. No. Because, <laughs> I haven't thought about it's that. Because we're not aware. If I tell you a joke uh-huh. five times, you're gonna be like, it's not funny on the fifth time. Yeah. Because you know it. But if I tell you something you don't know, it's like, oh shit. Is that the reason, laugh. really? Yeah. Oh wow. That's why kids laugh a lot because you're just being you're being open up to these new things, oh. right? And that's that's yeah. So then, comedians are, being, are so good at being comedians because they they manage they manage to to show you something that you might mm-hmm. not know, but they show it in a different way, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, it's just really cool. Comedy is cool. Okay, cool, nice. Um, so I would like to know what do you like or love the most about yourself? My experiences, good and bad. And, and like anything else, anything physically, mentally, something, maybe how you stand in life, because I feel like you have a great mindset, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's something to be... I think you have more perspective. I feel like I've got a big perspective mm-hmm. that goes beyond my identities. Mm-hmm. And I really like physically, I love my... I've got two dots in my face here. I've got two mm-hmm. dots. And mm-hmm. my dad had them. And uh, 
I look at my dad and I'm like, oh, what the, so bad. And I grew up and I had to have it. And I love my unibrow. If you, you can't really see it, I'm growing it out. <laughs> Why? <laughs> but that is my favorite thing. Okay, wow. I like I can't see it. You like seriously. Look like, now I do because okay. you said so, but cool. Okay. No, anyways. Um do you have like a mantra or um a quote or tagline or anything that you live by? Yeah. Death is the only guarantee. Mm. Yeah. The only thing yeah. that is guaranteed. Life is not even guaranteed. A ch- you could have a child that could be pregnant. And the child can be aborted before it's born. So life isn't promised, which means death is the only thing that's promised, you know? And I think that's the best mantra to have. That's true. And it also makes you work harder and mm-hmm. be a better person. And appreciate things. Yeah. Um, Gratitude is also very important. I'm, can I make it? Can I extend this? Of course. Yeah. Uh, in No Ego Freestyle. <laughs> which, by the way, I barely wrote the words in that. I wrote the, the chorus, but like the rest of it is literally... Mm-hmm. Not really, that's what I thought freestyle. Um, I say, uh, focused on the distractions. Uh, Mad when you could have been laughing, you hold a grudge without speaking up, mm-hmm. and when they die, you regret what happened. Because a lot of time, you, people hold grudges. We end up mad at people mm-hmm. who hold grudges and stuff. But when the person that you hold a grudge on dies, you will always regret it. Yeah. A lot of the time, you'll be like, oh man, last time I talked to them. We were mad at each other, you know? And um, I forgot how we got here. Yeah, death, death is the only guarantee. Like, it makes you appreciate those things. It makes you say, like, yeah. you know what? I'm mad at you, but I can't stay mad at you because if you're gone or when you go, I'm not Then you can't change anything about it, yeah. Exactly. That's true. And also, communication is key. So, and also, forgiveness. I feel like if you are mad or someone has done something to you, uh, especially, you know, after a breakup or whatever it is, then we mm-hmm. hold that grudge. But I always forgive people because that's how I find peace. I'm like, I forgive you, but goodbye. You know what I mean? Like, because if you hold a grudge, then then um, then you will end up feeling bad and sad. And yeah. so that's true. I, you know, I feel like forgiveness is also good. <laughs> what is the first thing that you do in the morning and the last thing that you do in the evening? Oh or do you have like a routine that you want to share with us? Because I'm always very interested in people's, especially like morning and evening routines. I told you, my relationship with social media is so toxic. I wake up and I go on my phone. No. And it's, it's not usually go on social media. It's like I need to take texts. I usually, I don't know why people text me, text me in the morning. <laughs> I don't know why, like late at night. So I just get, right? And so I get those texts and I read those texts and I reply to those texts or whatever. I look at emails or my bank account or the stock market and stuff like that. And then before I go to sleep, I usually end up on videos on Twitter or something. I I like I watch them, but to post, yeah, it's um the Black Mirror episode, season three, episode one of Black Mirror. Oh yeah, where like you get a score. Yeah. My score would be like zero points, <laughs> one or something. That was that was the best episode. That was so was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. And it's so deep because it's it's the hedonic treadmill. Yeah. It really portrays the hedonic treadmill where we're constantly trying to be better. She mm-hmm. had she had good points before she went to the wedding. She yeah. But then things happen, and then yeah. yeah. And but no, it's not that. But she kept on trying to be better. When you're good, just realize you're good. You don't yeah. have to post all the time. You don't have to get these likes. You don't have to this this that. You're good. Just sit back. If you don't post, well, who cares? Besides, when I'm scrolling, I like something. I forget about it after I'm scrolling. Though. Yeah. So, who cares? Really. That's you know? true. So yeah, just that maybe that can help you out. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's annoying, but, even, but yeah, sometimes man, fuck it. No, that's true. But you should really try to put your phone in another room mm-hmm. and just buy like an old school. Um, clock <laughs> uh if you want to you know wake up on time and then just just for like for a week and then you will see that your addiction will minimize yeah will go away so where can we find you on social media or if people want to reach out um on social media my instagram is criticos um, Twitter is King Critic and Facebook is Critic Cost, but I don't go on Facebook much. Uh, I've got an EP out called Bemba Chaga on all platforms. 
And uh, yeah, on YouTube is Criticos as well. Thank you so much, Criticos, for coming. I love talking to you. You're such a great guy. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you. Whatever your age is, I don't care. <laughs> Uh, you know so much, so I feel like you can talk about so many things, and and I really like that that you have a lot of in you. <laughs> I'm really uh, grateful to be here. Like you really have no idea, this podcast is so cool, and I can't emphasize how much that name is so appropriate. You can't <laughs> you. have these conversations. It's a tangible conversation. You don't have these conversations like randomly. I love, I'm very happy to be here. I don't talk to people often, so I'm very happy to be here. Yay, I'm honored. Thank you so much. But my last words that I'd like to say to people is, please, search beyond yourself. You've got an identity um, that you subscribe to, but your ideas and thoughts of yourself are not entirely true. So just look beyond yourself, you know? Read books.